the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Earlier this month, I was in sunny Italy, attending the ordinations of eight new priests for our institute. And on the train ride from our mother house up in Florence down to Rome, we passed by field after field of bright yellow sunflowers. Sunflowers appeared beautifully golden in the Italian sunlight. The saints tell us that doing God's will is like the sunflower. The sunflower which turns toward the rising sun in the east, and that sunflower that follows the path of the sun through the sky each day. Only by following the sun can the plant receive the light, the warmth, and the energy it needs to grow, blossom, and bear fruit. Otherwise, if the sunflower is closed in upon itself, it will die and it will bear no fruit. In today's gospel, Jesus urges us to be spiritual sunflowers. We must turn toward the divine light, opening up ourselves to God's will so that we can have eternal life. Jesus says, He who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Tragically, some modern authors somehow see the will of God as the enemy of man, as if God's will would impose upon our human liberty, as if God would exert his authority to our detriment and disadvantage. However, again and again throughout the Gospels, Jesus tells us that he came into the world not to do his own will, but rather the will of God, his Father. And likewise, we must follow God's will as a guarantee for our good. Jesus said, This is the will of my Father who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have life everlasting, and I will raise him up from the dead on the last day. A promise of our Lord, promise that he has guaranteed us at the price of his precious blood. God is not a political tyrant who imposes his will on the subjects he dominates. But rather, God is a loving Father. He wants all that will make it possible for us to be forever happy with him in heaven, because it is for that reason, that eternal happiness, that he created us. And so if we are to do God's will on earth as it is in heaven, how do we know what God's will is? What does it really mean to do the will of God? Well, our patron, St. Francis de Sales, is a helpful guide. And I refer you to his insightful letters of spiritual direction, printed today in such little books as Finding God's Will for You. Or another one, very good, Thy Will Be Done, Letters to Persons in the World. I'm not trying to do a commercial for our little bookshop, but I do recommend that you do find these little books, Finding God's Will for You, Thy Will Be Done, Letters to Persons in the World, if you are looking for particular guidance in your own personal life. St. Francis de Sales reminds us that God's will is truly one, but so that we can better understand so profound a mystery, we can distinguish two forms of God's divine will. The signified will of God, first of all. In the commandments, 
God signifies to us, God reveals to us in clear terms what we must do to be pleasing to him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's no exception to that rule. There's no other way around it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And Jesus gave authority to his church to help us understand just how the commandments of God apply here and now in today's world. God wills that we be always open to welcome human life from birth through natural death. And thus, abortion and contraception and depriving a sick person of the basics of life, this goes against God's signified will. That is the moral norm for our actions. A man is always a man, a woman is always a woman. Marriage is always and only between man and woman because God instituted marriage for the procreation of the human race. And no one can, no one can reason any other way. That is the way God has established it. And it is up for us to conform ourselves to what God, our Creator, has established for us rather than trying to belittle God by trying to make Him fit into the tight confines of our human existence. In our individual lives, God can also signify His will to us by inspirations of grace. God is constantly sending to us inspirations, thoughts which stimulate us to do good and to practice virtue when the opportunity presents itself to us. God may be inspiring us to take up a good project, inspiring us to help a particular person in need, reminding us of a spiritual duty that we've been neglecting for the good of our family. God may be inspiring us to go here or to do this for some important purpose. It's up to us to listen and to follow. Even in good matters, we must be careful to discern whether a particular thought is truly an inspiration according to God's signified will for us. Sometimes, even good people can make the mistake of deluding themselves, deluding themselves to attribute to God's will what is really, in fact, their own will. We can think that God is telling us what deep down we really want to hear. And so we need to be careful. And thus it's recommended that we submit such inspirations to a confessor or a spiritual director who can often serve by God's grace as instrumental interpreters of what God's will is for us. Not that one priest can tell you everything God wants you to do, no, but that this priest may be able to give you an important clue or put you on the right track. And here is where also the prudent counsel of a virtuous friend or the counsel of your spouse may also be helpful. Besides God's signified will, St. Francis de Sales also distinguishes what is called the will of God's good pleasure. God governs all things with wisdom and the providential events which take place around us. It's not simply coincidence Truly, it is providence. And the collect of today's Mass reminds us that God's providence never fails. But God directs the course of events so as to make them work together under his glory and the eternal happiness of humanity. And even if we make mistakes, even our sins, God can, in his power, direct all things in the end 
for his glory and our salvation, as he did with the fall of man and then the redemption of humanity in Jesus Christ. So nothing happens without God's order, or at least God's permission. The God of infinite goodness, he cannot will or permit anything else except for the good of the souls he has created. Although just what this good is, is not always apparent to our eyes. We cannot see everything. God's will is here manifested by providential events, which we must accept, because they are permitted by God for our own greater good and sanctification. So, St. Francis de Sales says then that it is our duty to submit ourselves to God in all the events of life, unhappy or happy, amidst public calamities or private misfortunes, whether we are lashed by the hand of nature or gripped by need and, and suffering and sorrows and enjoys, even in the unequal distribution of gifts, natural and supernatural, in failure or success, in desolation or consolation, in sickness or in health. We must submit to God's good pleasure in life as well as in death with all the sufferings and the uncertainties. Words of St. Francis de Sales. And the beauties of nature, such as those golden sunflower fields, remind us that God's love and power always have a higher purpose, which is for our greater good. And finally, our patron saint says practically that we do the will of God best each day when we live up to the duties and obligations of our vocation in life. As parents and spouses, as celibate persons in the world, or as young people preparing for adulthood. Every one of us has a duty at every present moment. Performing this duty might not always be according to our taste, but such loving obedience will make us grow in sanctity, and it will cure us of our selfish and self-absorbed attitude. Not everyone can simply do what he or she wants. If you drove that way on the way home, if there were no red lights, you stopped at no stop signs, if you didn't give anybody else the right of way, you wouldn't make it home. You would crash far before you would arrive there. And so it is moral relativism that is destroying our society today. Not everyone can simply do what he or she wants. It's going to hurt other people and hurt God, of course, who is the author of this order. And so just as we abide by traffic laws for everyone's safety, we must also abide by God's moral law for the safeguarding of good in society and for the good and peace of our world. Otherwise, moral relativism is simply a demolition derby, and no one can possibly survive that. <clears throat> so doing the will of God our Father helps us to rise above our sometimes petty personal agenda so that we can focus on the common good for the sake of our neighbor in need. And just like a father gives good and healthy vegetables for his children to eat, even if that spinach and that squash and that zucchini don't taste great to the kids, well, so does God our Father. He loves us too much to spoil us on anything less than that which is necessary for our eternal salvation in heaven. So God doesn't always give you that sugary sweetness that you might want, but he has always given you truly what you need 
for your own good and for the good of those souls around you. May Mary, our Blessed Mother, Mary Most Holy, may she help us to see and to do the will of God on earth with love and with patience and with perseverance so that we can one day be made worthy to be forever happy with her in the heavenly house of our loving God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.